I'm Sandy. And I'm Amy. We're two women taking on life's questions as posed by our listeners. In this podcast, we're channeling over 10 decades of life experience to tackle the probing questions and issues by first recognizing the real and life situations. While we also pursue the ideal in the conversations. Thanks for joining us. And if you like our podcast, please share, rate, review so others can listen in. Now to our conversation. Well, hello. Welcome to Your Real, Your Ideal podcast. Sandy, how are you doing today? Wonderful. Hello, Amy, and hello, everyone. Um, Yeah, it's a beautiful spring is going to spring spring sprung here pretty soon I think I'm pretty excited Amy and I were just quickly talking about what the comparing notes on the weather and what it looks like and I think I'm going to have a lunch outside um, and not have to wear a jacket so with sunshine that's awesome we are not quite there yet in Omaha today we're in the 50s so it's still a little chilly 50s is nice I feel like we're getting closer, closer to spring, closer to summer. I'm super excited. Um, I'm just super excited for summer (laughs) to be sitting outside and doing stuff like that. Um, So today we're talking about get her done. That's our topic today. Um, And it's, we have, you and I, we have a lot of stuff going on Mm -hmm. and you know, how and I'm just going to tell you when I was looking at our notes and I could talk about this all day long. (laughs) So you're going to have to cut me off and say, Amy, we're only targeting for 30 minutes. So keep me on track. Sandy's in charge of time. All right. I know. I know. Let's see how that goes. Yeah. You'll have to signal me time out, time out, stop. (laughs) Um, so get her done. This is about projects. This is about starting and finishing things. Okay. What are your thoughts on this? Um, you know, I have a lot of thoughts on this because this, this is something I deal with every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and part of this came up yet another new pro I love to take new things on. I am, uh, from a Gallup strengths. I'm high in activator, which means I love to start things. And I have a lot of creative ideas. I have a lot of interests. So I am the queen of starting things and I have a hard time getting everything to cross the line. And then what it causes for me is it causes stress because I really want to get these things done. And then all the things that should be fun don't, aren't that much fun anymore because I've started a lot of things that I can't get done. And that's, it, it, it takes away all, everything I'm trying to accomplish by having a good quality of life when I do this. So that's probably the summation for me. Um, how about you, Amy? Yeah, and I'm just going to share some psychology about your your starting. Um, I was ta- I took a class many years ago, and okay. it was about working with creatives. Mm-hmm. And people who are creative have this um, adrenaline when it comes to starting things because they're like, oh, all these creative ideas. And so they get excited. And then when it becomes a little bit routine and boring, they want to, they want to go through that process again of creating and getting that excitement and that rush. So 
what you experience is pretty typical of people who are creative. Um, so give yourself some grace. <laughs> and it's actually validated through my work. Let's just say in finance, my, my longtime work is I love building things, building people, creating excellence. And I hate status quo. You know, the yeah. minute we get to the point, I like to create the workflows and maximize. And once they're created, I am the worst person to put in charge of maintaining um, and so I, I would just tell you, thank you for that psychology. And well, I guess you have a creative side in everything you do. I was going to say my non-creative side, but I think everything has a bit of creativity for me, but yeah. it's not, you've, I I'm validating your, yeah. um, diagnosis. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's a diagnosis. It's just what I've learned like because it. that's a lot of, a lot of people I work with have that same thing. Um, and so, and even I have challenges with it. And that's like how I'm like coaching people on how to finish, how to be productive. And I have challenges and actually I'm going to pull my sticker off because this is my word this year. Yep. And this is one of the reasons this topic came up because my word is finish. And, and keep, keep talking, Amy. I told you that I'm grabbing something. My issue with having a word for the year is I can't do a whole year. Oh, hey, that looks like my bracelet. That is your bracelet. <laughs> I love it. We, I'm so excited. <laughs> um, but I, I told you with picking a word, I can't do a whole year word because right. it seems too, uh, too much of a commitment. I was always having trouble. So you gave me permission to only do a 90 day word. And so there is no signed contract with the word. It's if you want to throw it away after a day, I will, there will be no retribution. It's fine. Well, and to that point, I did this the beginning of January and what we're in the middle of March. And I'm very attached to this word because I haven't finished yet. So, so what I, I've got many things I'm trying to finish. But my biggest one is my book. And I'm discovering there's a lot of things. It's so interesting to me to apply how I coach other people to finish things to myself and having myself as the subject and seeing the things that I do. That is exactly what my clients do all the time. And my biggest thing right now is I've got these papers here. This is my book. I've printed out stuff. I've had somebody helping me because I identified I needed an accountability partner. Mm -hmm. I'm not really good at holding myself accountable and, um, but I'm still overwhelmed. Okay. So I was working on it last weekend. I got overwhelmed again because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm just overwhelmed. So I sat on it all week and didn't do anything. And then I realized I need to break it into small chunks of time because I keep thinking I have to dedicate a weekend to it because I'm not having time during the week. And I decided I'm now an early morning. Nice. Getting on it for a half an hour and just working on one page of it and then moving on and coming back to it the next day so that it's, it's in smaller chunks. And you started this a week ago? No, I came to the realization last night that that's what I needed. That was to last do. night. Okay. okay, you came to the realization. <laughs> because I know. Because you, you were a week into it not working. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was. Yeah. Did you do it this morning? 
I did not do it this morning because okay, so I had an early morning call. Okay. But um, this podcast is really this topic on the podcast really made me do some introspection of what's going on here. Why am I like this? What am I doing? Why am I not moving forward on it? And so what can I do to get through that, get over that hump? And so it just came to the realization last night, I had a 6.30 AM call this morning, so I did not get on it this morning, but I, I'm gonna try to do it starting it. tomorrow coming up with a good strategy. And I, I think one thing in my thinking through and analyzing and thinking through this topic was, you know, how I always focus on the why sometimes we focus on the how, you know, so everybody here buy your journal, this is how you do it. I like to go back to the why, you know, yeah. why are you not getting things done? And for me, it's usually because I take on too much. Okay. That would be kind of the recurring theme. I would say I have a son that the why on he why he doesn't get things done is he overthinks things and he wants perfection. And for us to both get to our goal of getting finishing things and completing things, we have a different reason why we're not getting there. So I can give him all the journals in the world and that really they may help, but uh, there's probably some better tactics for him to get it over the line and for him back to having an accountability partner, I give him permission to not be perfect. And I tell him why it's okay. You know, maybe you test it out. It's talking through why <clears throat> making a final decision on one thing is okay. Even if you don't feel a hundred percent about it, you got to move. Um, but right. our whys are different. So right. there's different strategies. Mine is I take on too much. I got to get rid of some stuff because there isn't enough time to finish it all because finishing honestly takes more time than coming up with the idea. And I, oh, did you find anything in your research what that ratio is? is it, there's gotta be a ratio, average ratio to that. For the starting and finishing? Yeah, cause like I can start 10 things, but is it a 10 to one that it's gonna take me 10 more to 10 times more time to finish one project than to come up with the idea and get it started? You know what, Sandy, I didn't find anything in the research, but I'm guessing it's different for every single person okay. because some people uh, are good finishers. Like they like to close the loop. They start, they finish, but they, they're only doing one thing at a time. You know what I mean? Like they, they're very good at focusing on one thing and they, they may not have the, the creativity and the the adrenaline rush comes from the finishing, not right. from the creating. So I didn't find anything inform information on that. Um, I did find some things on, uh, let me see. I found an article that was called Hold Yourself Accountable, Why It Matters and How to Do It. And um, this was, I, I connected with this article because this is so me. I think about Back when uh, I was pregnant, I was talking to a girlfriend. She was pregnant at the same time. And I was talking to her about how good I was when I was pregnant about eating well, exercising, and taking my vitamins. And when I'm not pregnant, I'm not very good at that. <laughs> and I realized that the baby was holding me accountable. I was doing it for someone else. Right. Instead of for myself. I know. And so it was easy to have that accountability 
and to get stuff done. Um, whereas when it's for myself, I'm not as good as doing it. I'm not as much of a priority as, does that make sense? It does makes that? a ton of sense because where I would <clears throat> equate that with myself, oh, because it's very similar in a different way, is I have this big laundry list of things that I need to do and get done that I look at it. I'm like, this is just impossible. If I tag a time on all these things to get them done, but you know what I'm most motivated to do? The ones that I have a zoom call coming up. <clears throat> oh yeah. Cause I'm not going to show up to that zoom call unprepared. And right. I'll tell you the trick I do with myself, for instance, with my website and my creative ventures and some of my workshops, I have an ongoing weekly call with my assistant and he and I have that call. And do we really need that call? Because is there an agenda? No, it keeps me going because I don't, it keeps me feeding him with things, keep getting done with what I say I'm going to get done with, holding a deadline. But that holds, he holds me accountable because otherwise I would feel disappointed in myself if I showed up to that meeting and did not have fresh things for him or that I'm pushing it forward. So, I totally get what you're saying, Amy. I, I mean, th th that's what gets done first in my world. He's your accountability partner. Yeah. And yeah. I'm the one putting on the calendar. He's not pushing me, but I'm not going to show up to that meeting right. without new content movement. I, I there's, you know, there's a couple of times where I'm like, oh, I don't really have much this week. And I'm telling you, I, I, I don't feel good about it. Yeah. I, I'm completely with you. That's why I have someone helping me with my book. The exact same reason is she's sending me stuff and she's, she needs me to do things to keep her moving forward. Right. And if she's waiting on me, then it's like, okay, I got to get this done for her. And that's exactly why I brought her into the picture. Of course, I was texting her last weekend and she's like, okay, call me because we need to have a, cause I'm like, ah, <laughs> she's like, she's really good at calming me down too and saying, okay, we're okay. You can do this. Like here are the next steps so I can, which is great stop being overwhelmed. I know. Can I, can I ask you something? Yeah. Okay. So um, I'm going to give you an example. So Garrett and I, I'm a great starter and he's a great finisher and we work together, not on everything, but we have probably half of our projects, our joint projects that we work on together. And people, what, what I, what I can tell you is I'll drop, I'll say that when we're on a call after people, our clients have gotten to know working with us and I'll say, I start things, he finishes things. And right away, it's like, they get it. They're like, oh my gosh, bingo. And they love that about us as a team. Okay. So that's really good for us. And it's good for me to acknowledge. But what I tell you is when you just got done saying, finishers just do it so seamlessly, he finishes probably, <clears throat> it, it's probably quicker for him to finish than for him to start because of the planning he puts into it. So my question to you, Amy, is you strike me as being very, much like Garrett as being a very good finisher. So are you, would you put yourself in that category on projects or does it depend on the project? Cause I would see you as being like Garrett and being like a good starter too. But I would think that, you know, even how we work together, you push for a good close and a good documentation and a system. So how, how would you categorize yourself? Interesting. Um, and I appreciate that you think I'm a finisher. <laughs> I think it depends on the project. Okay. I really do. Like the projects that are easy to me, um, 
I am probably a good finisher. Like the things that I'm excited about that are easy, uh, then yeah, I want to wrap it up, be done. I don't, I, you know, have the processes. I'm a big process person. So if I can put the processes in place to make it maintainable, I'm, I'm great. So, um, Oh, so your lady, your editor is probably helping you because she's putting a process on something you've never done before. You're not familiar with, and you react best when she's pushing you with the process. Is that a correct? Completely. And also I don't consider myself a writer and that I am trying to write a book is so outside the box for me that I'm not, you know, a hundred percent. It's not, it's not in my wheelhouse. So I would say things that are in my wheelhouse, yeah, sign me up. I'll start it, I'll finish it, check. But if it's not in my wheelhouse, I'll probably not be as confident. I'm gonna find an article that I had that I was actually using with my kids on procrastination and myself, honestly, because I find that there's certain things I procrastinate on and I love to say, oh, it's because I like the pressure and I do well under fire. I mean, those are kind of excuses. They're true, back to your point on being creative. But the reality is, is usually it's uncharted territory. It's wanting to get things perfect. It's, there's a lot of different rationale for procrastination. And most of the time, once people do something, it's like, oh my gosh, why didn't I do that a long time ago? That wasn't that hard. But it's this roadblock to move on. And um, I don't know if it's just because those things come to the top, but I, I tell you, I feel like a majority of the time, I think, why didn't I do this a week ago? Why didn't I, why did I wait on this? This wasn't, this was actually kind of fun or I had this and I don't know, rarely is what my expectation is my experience, you know? Right, right, right. right. You know, I experienced that a lot with the, uh, with myself and with people I work with where they overestimate when something's overwhelming, mm -hmm. we overestimate the time and energy it takes to get that thing done. So, uh, you know, we'll look at, like, I'm looking at this book and I'm like, ah, I've put all this time and energy into it. And I feel like, you know, I, I'm still, I'm still churning. And um, I think if I spend some focus time on it, I'll probably be able to get it through it much faster. And that's typically what happens when I sit down with it and focus in a certain area, I right. feel better about it. But when I look at the whole thing, I'm just completely overwhelmed. <laughs> so it's kind of getting to that. It's an, it's a perspective, adjusting your perspective. And this article I found, it talks about adjusting your attitude about, um, about, getting things done and what several here are some of the tips you have to acknowledge and accept the following every choice has a consequence long lasting change comes from long-term effect effort stumbling and erring are part of the process not the into the work and that talks to that perfection that need to be perfect um, I need to be brave and face my truths, which sometimes means answering tough questions about who I am, what actions I take, what I'm willing and not willing to sacrifice. Investing in myself is important, worth the time, money, and effort as needed. 
I thought that was, I thought those were good. I especially resonated with the long lasting change comes from long-term effort because I'm definitely one of those people that, uh, well, I just think about my, uh, well, the project, my book, you know, finish is here. I, I'm, I'm going to finish it this spring. <laughs> it's going to be done. But like this week, I threw my hands up on Sunday and I was like, okay, I had all day Tuesday set aside to work on it and I didn't touch it because I was overwhelmed. I found other things to work on. <laughs> right, right. And you know, th some, so some th key things that came out when you were talking, you know, as we're talking through this is yeah. I love the accountability partner. Okay, we both kind of talked about that. Some cases, if it's something big, it might be hiring someone. Sometimes it's the baby in the stomach. Sometimes it's setting up a Zoom call, right? But it's one thing if I put, you know, I talked about my Fridays. If I put them on my calendar and it's just me, I wasn't actually following through on that being my day. But if I put something on my calendar or I make a promise to someone, my accountability is a hundredfold in how I follow through on it. And then I loved your strategy because depending on what it is, it might be a different strategy on how to get there. You, you know, the point on you, you don't see yourself as a writer. You've never written a book before. And, and me asking you the question about, are you that person? You said, it depends on the project. Well, I think the strategy depends on what you're trying to get done. Right. 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 And being resourceful to say, how do I find the accountability partner? How do I get past that barrier that's get that's not getting me there? Is it because I don't feel comfortable? Is it because I don't have enough time? You know, what is it? And I really think the third thing that's jumping out to me is choose. And this kind of jumps out for me because this, again, this is my Achilles, but here, this gives you, I've talked about how I have my little um, page, okay, that I write down has my quote for the day. And I write down my little things and I've just started my day and as I'm doing my little walk and getting my rings and taking my vitamins and all those things, um, first of all, it's funny because you'll look my past days, I've only highlighted half the things that is so typical Sandy. And, <laughs> but look at this, I just want you to see this and I'll, I'll, I'll take a picture of these, okay? So look at the days that's really long, only half, okay, here. But then look at the one that I put three things down. They all got done because I chose. But on the flip side of that, Choosing is your decision and nobody else's because when I look at my today, I'm just going to read these things. Yeah. Post the Buddha book uh, onto the virtual book club. Put your Easter decorations up. Prepare the job description for client. Prep for reports and analysis for client. So again, you'd think those are the important things. Get out information for next workshop. But then I have things like make banana bread, sew, read the paper and run and get 20,000 steps in. So my point is some people will say, oh, I have to do work number one, two in the workshop. Those are my three. For the love of God, if you want to make banana bread and sew, you know, choose those things, right? Yeah. But make sure you're realistic in it. And, but, but you got to pick because you're not doing this all the time you just keep carrying forward notes, right? Right, right. I love that concept of making choices because you're choosing how to spend your time and you're it's your time. priorities and right. it's your time. And there's going to be some things that you're accountable for, for other people, like the things for your clients. And you probably have a deadline for those, right? But you get to make decisions on your other time. But I be realistic, working, right? Be realistic. Be realistic. And 
and honoring and honoring who you are. That I mean, that's the key and who what you want to achieve. I was talking with a client just this morning. Well, I guess it wasn't this morning. It was Tuesday morning. We were chatting, and he was talking about how he stayed up working. He he owns his own business. Okay, so he stayed up working till nine thirty the night before. And so we were talking about his scheduling his day. And he's like, I think I just need to get up an hour earlier. He gets up at 5 a.m. right now. So he's thinking, I need to get up at 4 a.m. to get more done. And I was like, okay, so let's take a step back. Sleep is about your health. Your health is a top priority. You're willing to give up your sleep time for all of this stuff. Or are we going to step back and keep our sleep time and honor our health and make better choices during the day? And that's what, that's what you were talking about. Like making those choices and honoring that instead of just feeling like you have to do everything. Because on the flip side, did those Zoom calls get on your calendar and are they really necessary? Okay. So that's the other thing you get, and I'm going to pick on Garrett here people get on his calendar. He starts something new. He promises something and he will, he, this would never happen with my husband ever. These will get highlighted. If he has to stay up till 11 and he's fried. And then he, if something didn't get done quite to his satisfaction, because he is a great finisher, he won't sleep. So back to his health. And I'll say something's got to give. And it it doesn't need to be skiing or you're working out or watching March Madness basketball because you love those things, but something's got to give. You can't do all this. And Amy, I'm going to give you credit back to your book. I had said to you, Amy, you know, Amy and I are both like, oh, let's read this book. Let's do this virtual book club. And I said, Amy, you know, I have this workshop. I got one more space. I think you'd love it, blah, blah, blah. And she thought about it. And Amy said to me, you know what? She did. And it's perfect. And she said, you know what? All my spare time is going to be on my book right now. I'm not going to take on something new. And it's like, perfect. Perfect. I, I, so that is the one thing I've been able to do is set a boundary around my time. Yep. Good for Um, you. Well, thank you. But I haven't been doing it. So I've been finding other stuff to do just because I'm overwhelmed, but I'll get there. I'm going to get there. Okay, let's go through some questions really super quick because I know we're running long today. Like I told you, I could talk about this topic all day long. It's that prioritizing, having accountability, all that stuff. So, and finishing, starting and finishing. Mm -hmm. Okay, how do you decide what projects are most worthy to be top of your list to finish? I look at what makes me happy and and, uh, what people I want to align with, you know, sometimes I get into the wrong projects and I still have to finish them, but then I learn from that and say, how do I want to, I always think through, how do I want to spend my time and honoring who I've made commitments to that maybe will be long-term to me, everything's short-term until you decide it's going to be long-term. So that's interesting. I'm a little bit different. I go, I'm a more strategic Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, what are the things I need to do that will set me up better in five years? So mm-hmm. I, I keep my eye on the long term. 
Um, but the problem with that is my commitment issue, like my commitment to the word finish. <laughs> like, I know these are foundational things for my being strategic. Like I know writing my book is going to set me up better for the speaking engagements, my business, like there's just so many pieces of it. And right now it's the opportunity to get it done. Um, so the long-term stuff are the things that I can spot as worthy where I'm not as um, attached to short-term stuff. I like it. It's good. And you know what? I used to be more like that, but I'm not like that now. And it might change. I think I'm on this sprint of thinking I want to make the best of every minute. I don't know why that is where it used to be very strategic. So you can have ebbs and flows. I think it's back to honoring yourself and what, what you're looking for yourself at this point in time. And like you just said, I think everyone's different and there's no wrong answer to this, right? Like you get to decide what projects are worthy for you, you know, and if it's a long-term project, short-term, whatever it is. Okay. Um, final discussion question. What's the real in these situations and what's the ideal? I'll take the real and I'll make it really quick. An inert object does not move. So if you... <laughs> If you're not going to do anything, it is not going to get done. So the real is you have to do something. So whether it's a strategy, an accountability partner, or saying taking it off your list because it's something you've decided you don't want to do, but just thinking about it and having it tabled there and collecting dust, it's not going to get done. I love that. You have to, to do something for something to change. You have to do something different, you right? You have to do something. Um, I'm going to say the ideal is remind me again why you're doing this. I have this posted at my desk. It's oh, I like that. I have, I have like four notes and this, I work, I do this with my clients and myself. Whenever I'm like feeling a little bogged down, remind me again why I'm doing this. What I like that. My purpose, what's, it goes back to your why. What's the right. why? So what's I think the that's the ideal is keeping your focus on why you're doing it. And if you can't answer that and it's not a good answer, then you need to not do it. Right. 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 <laughs> Love it. Perfect. All right. So this wrap question, I completely love. Um, what would be in your perfect Easter basket? what's yours Sandy okay let's see I'm gonna say this is so, so that doesn't mean that I have to be on a diet or anything right no that's not okay. <laughs> so for candy I would take a salted nut roll um a few jelly beans not a lot I take a few jelly beans maybe a little bit of white chocolate um and caramel would be my candies uh you know what like uh, little decorations, uh, some stationery, some gel pens. Um, gosh, if I was little, I'd take paper dolls. I loved paper dolls with all the dresses and things like that. Um, some postage stamps with all different kinds of uh, cute little recognition or, you know, different things and a book. That'd be mine. And I'm probably, oh, you know what? Maybe a new, maybe a cute little new necklace. Doesn't have to be expensive or bracelet. Okay. I better stop. I'm being greedy now. How about you? You are like, I love your basket. <laughs> so when I read this question, I came up with one thing oh. and it was the Reese's peanut butter eggs. I'm like that, that would completely make me happy if I had those in my basket. <laughs> when Garrett and I got groceries, we have a couple of them on my, uh, on our counter. Yeah. Which I'm leaving for him because he's more the, the sugar person. 
Right. Do you still do baskets for your kids? Oh, yes, I do. Um, last year, everybody was home because it was COVID. And right. so we hadn't had an Easter with everybody. And uh, we hid eggs, plastic eggs with money mm-hmm. around the house. Nice. And we counted them. We, we put $20 bills, $10 bills, quarters. We put everything in there. And, um, it was actually kind of funny. We, I think we miscounted because we still haven't found two eggs. And I, I completely had forgotten about that until you just asked, but we went through the whole process and we looked and looked for those two eggs and never found them. <laughs> so, I think we must've just miscounted the original they, oh, they're all the, all the, Gosh, I can't even talk. Or they will show up when you decide you're going to move to Florida or Texas. Or right, 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 right. <laughs> right everybody, happy Easter. I think this will go right before Easter, right? Or close, yeah. maybe a week before, but you know, get right. your, get your uh, uh, Easter baskets ready make yourself an Easter basket. Maybe that's what we can challenge each other with. Let's get our own Easter basket, not just for everybody else and hide money or beer for the grown-up kids. So. Right, right. <laughs> All right, goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye.